Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. We have with us today, Miss Kate Hartsong. She is the author of the book, Humanity's Cry for Change. She is a speaker and a confidence coach, and she is here today to talk to us about how she took trauma she was had from her younger age and she had transformed herself healed herself and now she's helping others to do the same and now that we're experiencing new earth our vibration we are changing so rapidly and i know you can all feel it she's going to talk to us about how we can raise our vibration so that we can recognize our oneness here even with everything that's going on that's so turbulent and violent in the world right now so i cannot wait to talk to her because i know that this is a discussion that we really need right now before we get started with today's episode we have a word from our sponsor meet emmy emmy is an intuitive healer energy medicine practitioner and shamanic womb priestess Emmy started the podcast, Sacred Feminine Power. When listening to the podcast, Sacred Feminine Power, you can expect to hear topics that vary between the union of masculine and feminine energies to womb awakening. You can find Sacred Feminine Power on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Podcast Index. So if you are into all things energy medicine or womb healing, Check out the Sacred Feminine Power today. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Kate. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's such a joy. Thank you. I'm really excited to talk to you about all of the changes that are happening right now um, vibrationally and with the planet, because I know we've all been experiencing a lot of heavy energies. But before we get to that, I would love for you just to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started this journey of helping others. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Well, going back to childhood, I'll be really brief. Um, I really have derived a lot of passion, actually, as a result of my my childhood. Um, my parents were really well-meaning and my dad was very supportive but unfortunately he had a mental illness. And as a result, it was much directed towards my mom. So there was a lot of trauma that rippled out from that and affected me and my two sisters. Um, plus, I actually, as a curious toddler, I fell out of a window when I was two years old. Oh my. And yeah, and um, thankfully, just landed on a patch of grass. It was about a story and a half high. But as a result, I lost a lot of my hearing. So as I grew up, I was in such shame and um, really a lot of self, uh, low self-esteem, no confidence, and a lot of anxiety and a lot of uh, just, just frustration. So I was able to, oh my, I think I started in my 20s where I just took the bull by the horns. I was just fed up with living this way and just going against the grain, just not feeling good. So I took a lot of personal development classes, uh, some psychotherapy, a lot, a lot of self-help books. Um, 
And so I actually have been able to transform and I'll do a lot of healing and a lot of forgiving from my parents. And, you know, Melissa, it really is from that experience that, um, you know, I've been able to transcend above it. And as a result, well, I'm living proof it's possible to transcend difficulties. And so I really want to encourage anyone in your audience to know there are so many resources available and like the, your podcast here and how we can really take, uh, make choice in making change. And so I really have a lot of passion to support others. It's kind of like that. I've been there, done that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I know what it feels like, but I also know it's possible to make change. And so I, I chose my, uh, life coaching expertise to be around confidence building. So I love supporting my clients and audiences with that. And then I was able, oh gosh, I think about 20 years, 25 years ago while meditating, I was noticing I was receiving the beautiful words of wisdom. So I was guided to take a pen and paper and I started writing down the words I got. And it ended up being, I had that happen repeatedly. And I wrote my first book back in 2010. I published it called Deeply We Are One. And it's in essence, recognizing our own greatness and then realizing, you know, as we recognize our own greatness, we can see that better in others. And that is an awesome way to then recognize the oneness and the interconnectivity that we have. And then um, I cycled through and other amazing words came through. And I was guided to write this second book called Humanity's Cry for Change, um, published a year and a half ago. And uh, I just feel really honored to be the messenger, the beautiful writings and encouragement that, oh, like you mentioned, we're going through so many changes on the planet and also individually. So my book really does go into details of why that's happening. And actually there's really hope at the light of, at the uh, end of the tunnel, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm sure that that's gonna make a lot of people feel better because I know that a lot of people have been struggling the last few years, not just with the pandemic and everything that's happening, but I think a lot of people are personally dealing with past behavior patterns that keep coming up for them, that they need to heal and old wounding. And I know that it's happening for a reason. Yes. And I've been channeling that same message too, that in my own life, I'm going through all of this so that I can heal the things that are coming up. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how, what advice would you give to people who are out there and are just saying like, this has just been so tough and I don't know how I can keep going. Yes. Oh, and, and I so uh, empathize with how people are feeling that way. My advice is to recognize that we can use, there's so many tools we can use to get ourselves back into feeling more calm or to self-soothe and to, um, so to, to tap into the tools, whatever those tools are, but also to realize that I'm going to go on a slight tangent, if you don't mind. Um, 
kind of create a context here to help your audience know, yeah, there's reasons why we're feeling this way, but it's actually good. So just concisely speaking, um, we're going from an old age of Pisces, a 2000 year cycle in uh, humanity's history into a huge evolutionary leap into the age of Aquarius. And what this really means is the old age of Pisces is like characterized by oh, male dominance and aggression and competition, war, and uh, thinking that men and women are not the same. But it is the very nature of humanity. It's the very nature of creation to transform and shift every once in a while. But it doesn't happen like from one day to the next. It happens over a number of years. And we're right smack in the midst of the transition between that old age of Pisces into the new age of Aquarius, which is uh, characterized by love and harmony, reverence for life, kindness, uh, peace, all of those higher vibrational energies and emotions. I'm ready for that. <laughs> yes, yes, me too. Yes. But in order to get there, and this is what you touched upon, Melissa, uh, so many of us are having old things coming into our face. And the reason is, whether it's on an individual basis or um, globally, uh, whether it's individually or collectively, uh, we need the old stuff to come into our face so it can be looked at and worked through and processed and healed. And that's why please everyone in this audience know you are not alone. This is happening everywhere. All of us have stuff. And so it just has to come up to be looked at. And sometimes it's so painful. In fact, most, most of us don't make change until we have a lot of pain. And so it's having that pain that forces us to look at something that maybe, uh, for example, doesn't work for us anymore. You know, like an old job way back, um, many years ago, actually, my background for 25 years was I was an accountant. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I was able to shift because that was not me anymore and become an author and a coach. And it was painful to go through that transition. But here I am. So I'm so I'm so you can tell how excited I am. I'm usually I'm very optimistic because I want to offer people hope that although we're going through this difficult time, my advice is hang in there. If you can, if this, if it feels okay for you, take a look at the issues, take a look at what's coming up in front of you to heal. If you uh, can tap into the tools of self-help or calming or meditation, whatever the tools are to help you get back to balance, use that as well. And if you can be courageous, please know you are safe and work through the processing because energetically, as well as emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically, energetically, all of this needs to actually release from our energy field. And there is a healing with that. So uh, 
I hope that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I agree with you. I think that that's why a lot of that is coming up so that we can heal it and move into this next phase, yeah. leaving all of the baggage and the old stuff behind so that yeah. we're ready for the new and to welcome in beautiful things. I mean, I, I agree with you that I think on the other side of this, it's going to be very beautiful. Yeah. But it's getting through to that part, because I think what a lot of people are seeing right now, and it's tough because you look at the media and you look at everything going on. But I always encourage people like don't spend too much time there. Oh, yeah. Like to sell here. <laughs> and, and, you know, it could make you anxious if you were watching that all of the time. But I think we need to understand that all of everything happens to bring us to the new. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I would love to hear more about your book. So you wrote this book, Humanity's Cry for Change, and you wrote it, you said it came out a year and a half ago. So mm -hmm. did you start writing this before COVID happened or yeah. right when COVID happened? Oh, yeah, it was uh, many years actually before COVID. And it was over around two year period that I during meditation would receive these beautiful words of wisdom and insights and explaining like what I shared about the evolutionary leap. And then I put it aside for years because it was like, <laughs> it did not come to me sequentially. And I'm like, how am I going to put this book together? And I got the, uh, the push. Oh, probably five years ago to start putting it together. So with a lot of work and, and so much devotion, um, I knew this is words that are not just for me, that needed to be shared with many others. So I finally was able to put it together in like topics. <laughs> and so uh, in essence, the book is uh, talks about why we're going through the evolutionary leap. And it's like I shared, um, we're just essentially um, preparing to go into the new age of Aquarius. But in order to do that, the old paradigms need to be healed, like we talked about. And this is also happening worldwide, you know, like the economics or um, financial systems or the pandemic. So worldwide, there's shifts as well. And of course, since we're all interconnected, we're part of that. Um, the book also talks about how important it is, actually offers key concepts of what we need to do to survive as a species. We cannot continue going on with the war and aggression. And sure, there's so many people who do understand and have respect for life, but there are, are many others who don't. And, you know, we just can't continue treating our mother earth this way either. So the book talks about how important it is to do our own individual work. And in doing so, not only do we feel better, but we're adding positive to the collective consciousness. So imagine 10 or 15 million people doing their own inner work, all these people awakening on the planet. That is adding so much positive to the collective. Mm -hmm. um, so this is one of the main messages of the book. And then also talks about oneness and the interconnection of life. Um, there's been so much said about that and 
proof uh, that on a most elemental basis, everything is energy. And so for that reason, uh, we are actually all interconnected. So what I do to another will actually come back to me. Plus it adds to the collective consciousness and so much more can be said about that. The book also talks a little bit about, um, well, what we can do for, well, I'm sorry, um, what businesses can do. Um, it's not, you know, all comprehensive. There's many other things that businesses can do that is not mentioned in my book. But what my book does focus on in what businesses can do, whether it's small or large, is to consider all components of the system uh, to see how it may affect other systems. Or for example, a large corporation that wants to build a new water plant. We wanna consider the environment and the animals and the plants of that environment. So considering all components is much more holistic, loving approach. And then we talk a little bit about advocacy and what people can do as a group to support, oh, whatever cause they may be interested in. So we talk about individuals and a little bit about businesses and then what we can do as a group. And then there's another um, topic of uh, what we can do to raise our vibration. And I know you mentioned, um, mentioned that and yeah, it's so helpful. So I can share a little bit about that if you'd like. I would love that because I know that uh, that's the thing that's interesting to a lot of people right now, because I know that um, with the tough energy that we're feeling, raising our own collective vibration is gonna be so important. Absolutely. The um, raising our vibration really means, well, recognizing that everything is energy. And so our emotions and our thoughts and our words are our energy. And so the lower vibrational energy, well, I'm sorry, let me back up. Every, all energy is, uh, has a different vibration or a frequency. So the lower vibrations of, oh, upset or frustration or stress or worry or hatred or racism, they are of a lower vibration and that's of the old paradigm. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, emotions of, you know, harmony and love and kindness and joy and happiness and fun. Um, so it's great if we can raise our vibration to be more in the higher vibrational emotions. And I'll share with, with your audience here how we can do that. But before I say that, I, I want to remind everyone to know, certainly no one is expected to be in high vibration all the time. <laughs> we are human and we're always going to have our ups and downs and challenges. And to me, that that's where our tools come in that we can use to balance ourselves or process through emotions and upsets. But I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that's one common misconception a lot of people have is that, oh, I have to always be vibrating at such a high frequency. And that's not humanly possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's not humanly possible. But if we can extend those times of vibration for a longer period of time, I can certainly do that today. 
far more than I did when I was in my 20s, when I was living in the more uh, experiencing the trauma of my childhood. Mm -hmm. So that's where the personal development comes in. Right. Um, so yeah, when we can honor ourselves and, and have compassion and uh, love for ourselves and to know it's okay to have that compassion and love for ourselves because each person really does deserve that. Mm -hmm. And so when we can have that kindness towards ourselves and also uh, awesome way to uh, raise our vibration is to, one example is to be in a state of gratitude. You know, um, I'm sure you probably have experienced, there's so many things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, and that's yeah. such an easy way too, mm -hmm. to raise your vibration because there's so many things if you look around, find five things in front of yeah. you now that you're grateful for, absolutely. you'll always find something. <laughs> Isn't that true? That's so true. And like, I'm so grateful that the water comes out of my kitchen faucet every time. Every time I want water, it's there. Or, you know, my friends and family, or I'm able to get out of bed and stand on my own two feet. Mm -hmm. You know, my daughter is an incredible, amazing young woman. And about almost two years ago, out of necessity for medical conditions, she got an amputation in her, and it's a wonderful thing that she did an amputation, but she has um, had a severe ankle injury about 11 years ago. And so there wasn't any way to resolve it. So she was had an amputation. So she she's grateful and she's got her prosthetic and she cannot get out of bed unless she has her prosthetic or her crutches. So it's just a point, you know, there's so much we do have to be grateful for. And she is so grateful that she's got an amazing prosthetic person. Um, I never know how to say that word. <laughs> it's a prosthetic person, but anyway, but there's a lot to be grateful for. So this is a wonderful way to raise our vibration. And again, not to ignore our upsets, but feel our feelings, acknowledge them, be in awareness, but then go back to bringing ourselves into higher vibration again. And one of them is like the gratitude. Yeah, because I feel like it's, if we shift our focus, you know, yeah. we can acknowledge that challenges are going to happen. They always do. But if we tend to focus on the challenges instead of focusing on what's going right and the blessings, you know, it's, it's, we create our own misery sometimes yes. by focusing on the wrong thing. That is so true. Absolutely. And it's so important. That's where uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because this is where I tell uh, my audiences and clients how important awareness is when we're in a place of awareness and consciousness that we can shift better shift and reframe and look at the positive and again not to ignore our feelings of upset if it's something we don't like but then maybe there really is a gift in it yeah yeah, yeah. i agree with you and i you know have an example just from the other day we went out to a hockey game the other night 
and I stuck my purse in the trunk while we were at the game and then I got it back out and the next day we went to lunch and I couldn't find my wallet oh. and the first oh. moment was like a panic you know yeah. but then I thought about it and I was like well it has to be in the car I wasn't anywhere else the old me would have still been dwelling on I need to figure out where it is and I need to find it and would have driven myself yeah. through the lunch and not enjoyed lunch with my family and friends and visiting with them. But I said there's nothing I can do about it now I checked my bank account online, nothing was gone so i'm going to assume it's okay and i'm going to find it and i'm not going to worry about it throughout lunch. So that's exactly what I did and I enjoyed my lunch anyway and enjoyed with my family got home and it was under the seat of my brother's car, which is where I thought it might be. All right. But like the old me oh, yeah. just made myself miserable through lunch and not been able to enjoy oh. lunch. And, you know, because of the anxiety and the panic and all of that from not knowing where that was. But the newer, I'll say enlightened me, realized that that wasn't worrying, wasn't going to make me find it faster. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> you know, it wasn't going to do anything helpful except make me miserable exactly that's a great story and isn't a great reminder if we can possibly be in a place of trusting and because you did remember you left it in your uh, trunk that it could very well be that it's just fine yes yeah. so that's a good reminder again i love that that uh, remembering and recognizing and putting yourself in a place where you can't do anything about it at that very moment yeah things are out of our control <laughs> yeah and i used to be the type of person that would get so upset over things that were out of my control and it didn't help anything it just made me miserable and yeah. drained my energy and caused me anxiety and worry and i've just learned that it doesn't help to go to that place totally ah i wrote an article i don't know maybe two months ago on my website i put my blog articles on there and uh, the topic was peace or upset so this is i guess i could say another tip for your audience is if it's something out of, and again piggybacking on your story melissa if it's something that's out of your control and you can't do anything about it resisting it is not going to help yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to poof suddenly everything changes because i don't want it this way right um would i rather have peace within and just try to go with the flow uh maybe feel the feelings of upset and but then let it go or would i rather still dwell on it and be upset so i think i know what everyone's answer is we would prefer to have peace yes you know peace and, and solutions come to you a lot faster oh yeah when you're in a place of peace because when you're in that place of upset it's hard to think logically or reasonably that's very true that's absolutely true and i was thinking of something else i could suggest as a wonderful way to raise the vibration uh, not only just the gratitude but um, i'd also like to share how if it's possible to go into our heart space and just think of something actually better yet feel something that really warms our heart Maybe it's a beautiful place in nature or um, someone that we really admire, or maybe an event we went to that we had such a great time. And we can uh, feel that in our heart. That 
feels good and that sense of appreciation raises our vibration as well yes uh, yeah so that's another suggestion yeah i love that yeah it does help to focus on something that brings you joy because it yeah. definitely there's a quick little meditation of just closing your eyes and envisioning and trying to get the senses of where you are like if it's at the beach that you feel the sunshine on your face or you hear the ocean or you smell the salt air all of those things help to really keep us in the present oh yes that's a good point too the presence present moment is so priceless that's truly the only place to be you know i've i've experienced times of stress you know being in awareness and then i'm like try to slow myself down and got not get stressed and sometimes i'll just really just be totally aware of where i'm standing or maybe even aware of when i take a sip of water and the sensation of the glass on my lips and just feeling the physical sensation helps me to be more more in the present moment and then of course you know we can't think about the past or the future <laughs> i remember <Yes. laughs> yeah years ago someone um maybe you've heard of this worrying is like a rocking chair it gives you something to do but it gets you nowhere <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't heard that, but I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah. If we're worrying about the past or worried about the future, it's not going to get us anywhere. But why not go back to the present? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And there's, you know, so much we miss out on when we are too busy focusing mm -hmm. on past or future. We miss out on what's right in front of our faces the whole time. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome awesome truths i would love for you to tell us too more about your coaching because i know that you do confidence coaching so what does that look like uh when someone chooses to come and work with you oh okay well thank you for asking um i just support my clients with uh it's all very much um client-led what do they feel like they want to focus on and I will ask, you know, like any good coach will ask powerful questions to help them get the answers that are within. Um, very safe environment, all confidential. And I've had many clients tell me that they feel very safe with me. There's a gentle energy about me with my coaching. So I just support the clients um, in learning how to be confident and to be self-compassionate um, and whatever else the area that they may want to focus on, I um, I am offering a special uh, because of the COVID and people have experienced a lot of financial difficulties. I have dropped my prices way down to forty four dollars an hour. Um, so if anyone is interested in reaching out to me, they are welcome to do that. Um, awesome! Yeah, yeah that's great. It's always amazing yeah. to have resources for people because like you said there's so many tools out there yeah. for people to use it's finding the ones that work for you and exactly. having them available so that's awesome that you're offering that for people and that you've written this beautiful book and channeling is such an amazing gift you know yeah. and i think that 
although I always have believed that everyone has abilities, I know that not most people are not tapped into them and they don't understand that they have different abilities. So the fact that you're able to channel and receive these beautiful messages is really amazing. And I love that you put them all in a book for everyone to be able to access and receive these beautiful messages. Oh, thank you. Well, it is not, it is information, not just for me and to support people and to really give people hope that we can make positive change in our lives and and in doing so we can better understand we're interconnected and and then making a positive change to the collective consciousness and i think everyone has the gift if they could be in a place of trust and just you know listen to their inner guidance that really helps um and perhaps you know, they might be able to channel and channeling can come in different ways. So um, just tapping into our intuition and trusting. Yeah. Yeah. So when you started channeling, did you um, did you just come across this ability on your own that you just started meditating and you noticed that you started receiving messages or did you work with someone to develop your abilities? Yeah, it came on on by itself. I did not work with anyone. I will say, though, back then, I was not in such a place of trusting. So when I first sensed some words coming through, I thought, gee, is this really happening? And maybe it's my imagination or maybe it's my ego. But, you know, I could tell that it wasn't my ego because ego is more demanding and... uh, more um harsh but the when spirit or our angels are speaking to us it's more with kindness and love truly love versus fear Mm -hmm. or love versus the oh demanding that ego can be so i was glad i was able to uh eventually come to a place of trusting and yeah just taking dictation word for word and then i have my books of course professionally edited and um but it's it's an incredible process mm-hmm. I, I feel so honored to be the messenger and to uh to share this information so thank you melissa for asking and you know um it's just a, a special gift but we all have gifts mm-hmm. they may be different but that's what makes each individual person so special is they have a unique combination of gifts yes you know? You're right. And I think probably a lot of people who have abilities and who tap into them would agree with you that I know same for me when I first started doing this, I thought that it was just my imagination or it was just, (laughs) it was me, my own mind putting things down. But then, you know, when I started practicing and working with people, I realized that I was saying things that I could not have known. Yes. That's so wonderful. And that you have this gift too, very special gift that you have. Yes. Yes. And in in order to do this, we need to be open and just have that allowing coming through and and trust and also discern the ego versus the loving words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big part of it, the trusting. You're right, it's a huge part. So yeah, it's awesome. I keep using the word awesome, but you know, your podcast is so beautiful. Awaken to your inner awesomeness, you know, and it's really possible to do that. Yes. 
You're right. <laughs> it is. And thanks to people like you who come on and share your stories with us and your wisdom. So thank you again so much oh. for coming on today and, and sharing oh, with so us welcome. all that you've done. Oh, you are so welcome. I, I'm so, so honored to be here. <laughs> yes. And if there are people out there who are listening and maybe they want to buy your book or maybe they would like to work with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Oh, yes. They can reach me on my website. It's called joyfulradiance.com. J-O-Y-F-U-L-R-A-D-I-A-N-C, joyfulradiance.com. And I've got a monthly articles on built confidence building plus other topics. And... Um, there's also, if they want to opt in, they'll get two heartwarming meditations. And there's a place about my book, Humanity's Cry for Change, on there as well. They can either go to Amazon or to my website. Yeah. Awesome. And I will have the link in the show notes so you guys can go directly there and get to the website so you don't have to try to write anything down or remember. It'll be there for you in the <laughs> notes. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot because I always do this for my guests, but I would love for you to leave us with some parting words of wisdom. So if you could give our audience members just a little piece of advice to take with them for the day, what would that be? Hmm, there's so many pieces of advice, but if I could come with one, I sincerely mean this from the bottom of my heart. My advice is to truly recognize the awesomeness and the greatness of who you are. Even though I don't know the audience and I don't see them, of course, that's the nature of podcasts. I don't know who they are, but I do know this. Each person is spectacular. They have amazing gifts and there's every reason to feel good about yourself. So please embrace your grace your greatness and and recognize your awesomeness because this is truly the truth of who you are love that thank you so much for the beautiful words of wisdom oh, and welcome. for being here with us today and sharing in everything thank you again so much kate oh, it's such an honor thank you so much melissa and so many blessings to you and your audience thank you and thank you guys for being here with us today. As always, I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. The greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. Don't forget to follow me on social media. If you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. As always, I hope you have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.